on this episode of Humans with Hans, I talk to Parker as he breaks down what success means to him. Welcome back to Humans with Hans. I'm Hans, and I'm joined today with Parker, Parker Paulson, um, a good friend and cousin of mine. Now, Parker, for those listeners that don't know you personally, could you give us a bit of an introduction to who you are? Yeah, I am 24 years old, almost 25, from Sandy, Utah. Grew up here, and I'm currently a second-year medical student in San Antonio, Um, I love the outdoors. I did a lot of acting growing up. I enjoy a lot of different things, but, um, basically I'm just excited to be here today. Yeah, for sure. And I'm excited to have you. Um, so, you know, I like your little introduction there. I know we've been talking leading up to this, you know, you didn't quite know you wanted to come on, but you didn't know what you'd share, what you'd talk about. So, I mean, when you think about your life and and what matters to you, is there a relationship that, you know, you've sort of thought that maybe defines who you are and has shaped the person you've become? Yeah. um, After thinking about it, I kind of struggled because I didn't feel like there were many things that I had a solid enough relationship with to talk about, you know? Um, Yeah. But after thinking about it, I think relationship with success is something that comes to mind because that's uh-huh. something that has trend like um it's affected how I feel about myself and it's uh-huh. changed throughout the years and how I define that and how I am trying to pursue that and so um I wanted to talk about that a little bit today. no yeah for sure and and we'll dive right in you know I think it's interesting this idea of of success because for every single person, success is different. You know, yeah. it's a, success is honestly a very personal opinion, and and it's something that you determine for yourself. So I'm curious, when was maybe like the first time that you really felt like you had this desire or this relationship began with success? Yeah, the first thing that comes to mind was when I was eight years old. I auditioned for a play, Beauty and the Beast, at a good reputable theater here. And I hadn't really auditioned for many things before, but I got the role. Uh-huh. And so I felt... What was the role you got? I was Chip as... Yeah, in Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. So it wasn't a huge role, but it felt cool with yeah. all the stage effects and really great, talented cast members. Yeah. So I felt successful. That was kind of the first time where I was like, yeah. oh, I kind of... You uh, did well. Yeah, I did well. Um, kind of beat out a lot of other people. Uh-huh. And I think because that was one of my first experiences with success, maybe that's carried over in other areas of my life where mm-hmm. I've only um, defined success as beating out other people yeah. or performing better than other people. And it's become a comparison game or sort of a, a competition, me versus them. And... That's altered, but um, yeah, but yeah, I think that's where that relationship has come from. No, that that's interesting. I mean, starting at a young age of eight, you know, there's been a lot of life in between eight and now, and you yeah. talked about how sort of that relationship with success has altered and changed over time. You know, really starting strong with that comparison, and you know, me personally, I think I think you know, comparison is a tricky thing. To, to deal with, you know, is it, it's a little prideful, it's a little boastful, 
um, you know, how do you feel like that idea of success and that idea of comparison, how were you able to handle that while maybe trying to stay humble or, you know, were you just the most prideful kid out there? No, <laughs> I think the thing, the quote that comes to mind, I can't remember who said it, but using comparison as a marker of success is kind of a lose-lose game because you yeah. either become prideful or you're self-conscious. For sure. And, um, and, and so I think throughout the years that worked when I did do better than other people. Uh-huh. Um, you know, like in high school I did well academically and yeah. in college I did fine. And in other areas, like sometimes I could outperform people. Yeah. But more times than not, I can't because <laughs> there's people better than me in every aspect of my life. Yeah. If you go up the food chain enough, you're always going to find people Someone better. so much better. Yeah. And so it's not really a framework that is sustainable if you are looking for internal motivation for success. Um, and so I think that, um, I guess to answer your question, um, it worked for me until it didn't, if that makes sense. And then that kind of forced me to reevaluate what success is and what that means in my life. Yeah. Um, because, you know, just starting medical school too, I felt like I was going to perform better than most people because right. my stats to get in, to, in the school, they were all above average. Um, I came in from a reputable school and um, I was just pretty confident in myself. But yeah, like the, my first semester, I if anything, I performed below average and yeah. it, it kind of shocked me. And there were like other things going on in my life that made it difficult for me to focus. But, um, you know, I was like going through this serious long distance relationship that ended and that caused a lot of turmoil and a lot yeah. of self-reflection. And, and so it just, it kind of broke down this last year, um, yeah. that definition of success and, um, and just comparing a, a lot. Uh, it made me have to reevaluate what do I, what do I regard as success in my life, and how am I going to pursue that? Because this framework isn't working. Yeah, yeah. So, so you're saying that you know, really, just in this last year or so, you've seen that breakdown of the traditional ideology you perceived as success. Is that correct? Yeah, there's been moments before for sure. It's not like I've always such been, as you... like I feel like in. Um, a couple earlier years, maybe like 2019 or so, I, I just felt like mentally I was in a really good place where I was enjoying my life for itself and not because I was doing something particularly better than someone else or, yeah. um, or pursuing something, uh, m- more prestigious than anyone else. I just enjoyed my life intrinsically. Yeah. And so I felt like I was in a really good place mentally. Um, but then, you know, when 2020 started, I was getting ready to apply for medical school and studying for the MCAT for many hours a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so I kind of got into that framework again where I was sort of forced in a way to to mark myself, to pit myself against everyone else because I was thinking, how is my application, how am I competitive um, as a future applicant? And so yeah. I kind of slipped into that again. That's but, interesting. Mm-hmm. I. I Obviously, like I sort of point out with many relationships, there is that sort of up and down yeah. motion that we see. Um, I, I'm curious, you know, you talked about how it sort of came back out when reapplying to medical school. Now, you know, objectively looking in on your life, 
most people would consider it a success, right? You know, yeah. you you come from a, a well-off family. You did, like you mentioned, you did well in high school. You've done well in college. And now you're on to become a doctor. In in the eyes of the world, you are successful. Um, how does the world's perception of success and your perception of success differ? Yeah, that's a really good point. And I've actually thought that a lot of times because when I come back home to visit like I am now, mm-hmm. I'll meet with friends and... Um, they just seem to be, some people seem to be like impressed or like, wow, you're like, they'll say just things like you're so, uh, smart or something. And Mm -hmm. I genuinely don't believe that like about myself now and not necessarily in a negative way, Yeah. but like, I just recognize that their perception of me is different than my own perception of my life. Yeah. And so, um, the world's perception of success, I would say differs from mine, um, because, it's, I think the world's perception is very results oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, if you can check certain boxes, then you're successful. But I was recently listening to an audiobook, 12 Rules of Life by Jordan Peterson. And I thought one thing that was really interesting is that we often compare ourselves to the elite of the world. Um, you know, successful businessmen or uh, actors, you know, I, for a while, I really thought I still think being an actor would be really fun. Yeah. Um, so when we compare ourselves to people like that, something that he mentions that kind of uh, it, it rang true to me, which is we only compare aspects of our lives to to other people and mm-hmm. and make that a benchmark of success. But you know, maybe they're talented, they have a lot of money, but maybe they are they have an addiction to drugs or they yeah. have terrible relationships with people. Yeah. Um, or they're workaholics, and so. I think my relationship is trying to be different by not making it a comparison, not doing things to check off boxes of success. Yeah. Because life is too short to try to meet expectations of anyone else or the world. Um, and it's rather fruitless because anything you do, you, you're not getting the intrinsic um, satisfaction of, of growth and of the of the event itself. Yeah. Of the, yeah. Um, but you're just trying to, um, kind of meet somebody else's mark. And so, um, it's kind of a convoluted answer, but essentially I want to do things in my life because they mean something to me because I find value in, yeah. in pursuing that in growth, not because it's attached to a salary or, um, you know, a special letter at the end of your name or something like that. No, for sure. I mean, I think you pointed out a good, a good point there, which is, you know, you've shifted your motivation, you know, as soon as that motivation changes, your perception of success changes, you know, that those goals and those things, you may still be doing the same things, but now it's for a different reason. Yeah. For you, you know, we talked about how you're, definition of success is different than what the world might consider successful what do you personally consider for yourself as being successful you know what what do you want to do i know you talked about like finding stuff that has growth and value what are those things that that create a successful feeling yeah that's a really good question i think often for me in my life i've been like on the smaller side because I like growing up I, I was just always a small kid and I was diagnosed with celiac late in life right and that kind of made my growth delayed and everything and so right. I think 
I sort of have this little complex of like feeling small inside compared to other people. Now, listeners, to give some context, Parker is much taller than it's you. True. How, t- how tall I'm are six you? Two. I'm yeah, six he's two. six two. So in <laughs> actuality, currently, I'm not he's small. not small. He's I'm not, not small. He's I'm not right. a small person. Yeah. He's well built, you know, athletic. So physically, he's not small. Yeah, but I will say something that will always stick with me. In high school, I ran track for one year. Yeah. And I didn't know what I was doing. I never, I was never consistent with practice. Yeah. I show up to this track meet and I was dead last in the mile run <laughs> by like a long shot. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt like, I, I was happy I went, but I was like, wow, I suck. This. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like sort of that perception is kind of carried on with me. And so I've kind of struggled with fighting against that. Um, yeah. And so something that I like to do is um, trying to develop myself physically. Mm-hmm. And there, like I said, um, anything that I do is going to be um, outmatched by so many people. Mi- I would say millions of people in the yeah. world. They're going to outmatch me in anything I do. And so s- things that I like to do, and, I'm, and again, I, I talk about this as if I've shifted my mindset, but this is like an active process. For sure. You know? um, it's not a one-and-done thing. It's not a one-and-done thing. But my mindset is shifting towards doing things for the intrinsic purpose of just wanting to develop. Yeah. And so what those are, I think it, I think the specific things change, but in a recent example of something physical I've done is like uh, a challenge by David Goggins, who is an ex-Navy SEAL. Uh-huh. And he does, it's called 48 by 48, where you run 48 miles in 48 hours. And it's just like, you're supposed to do four miles every four hours. Yeah. Um, but I didn't keep up with it. I would, I would sleep and then just, um, you know, catch up. Yeah. But that was something that real, that was the most recent thing that really pushed me physically. And the reason why I like that is because, um, I often do feel out, uh, performed by people in my life. Yeah. And, Obviously me. You yeah, obviously know, I have a successful podcast. He has a successful podcast. Everyone <laughs> listen to all the previous episodes. Uh, <laughs> you have a successful podcast. You're in a competitive major. Oh, for sure. You have fat stacks of cash. <laughs> it's yeah. great. So for sure. I, yeah, I feel outcompeted. And so there's many areas of my life that you outcompete me in, right. as does anyone. And so... Um, I, I focus on that because you can't use that as a benchmark if you want to feel satisfied in your life. It's just not going to yeah. work uh, long term. So, um, yeah, I, I want to keep doing things that are physically engaging and um, help me grow and help prove to myself, like, yeah, you, you're, you're going to fall short in every aspect of your life. But at least you can do this. At least you can push yourself a little bit. Yeah. Um, so that's one aspect. And then another thing is just... Uh, I mean, it's not a specific um, task per se or a goal, but taking any aspect of my life and seeking to improve at it for the sake of growth rather than achieving any specific desire. Um, Like with academics, last semester, like I said, I probably performed below average in my class. I I decided to try to focus more. and. Uh There was one class where I still didn't perform very well, but the other the other classes um, I performed better than I expected. Yeah, and and so it was good to see little growth in that regard in academics, um, in relationships. I I want to try to prioritize relationships because that's really what brings, regardless of success or anything like that, that's what brings value 
yeah. long term. So I if, mean, that's why I have a podcast about relationships. Absolutely. <laughs> it's true. And so whatever your relationship is, I'm, I'm trying to, um, I'm trying to develop those with yeah. family, friends, uh, with myself too. I've yeah. taken a lot of time to think about what do I want for myself? A lot of times, for a long time, I thought I just wanted this really competitive specialty in order to, you know, excel and make a ton of money. But now I've focused more on having time in my life. Yeah. And, and so I just think that long term, if you want success, um, for me, I, I, yeah. I need to do things that bring satisfaction regardless of if anyone else in this world existed. Yeah. And so um, if, if you're filling your life with things that aren't doing that, I think it's beneficial to kind of take some introspection time. Yeah, and take a step back. back. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I'm curious because, you know, you say you sort of shifted your mind yeah. set. You know, you shifted your focus to find value in things. What does that shift look like? What is the process? Are, the, are, are you a pretty rigid four-step type of plan guy? Or, or has it been more lax of flow of just you know, slowly having a change of mindset. What did you do personally to sort of shift? Yeah, I think often um, it's helpful to call out thoughts for myself. Like when I find myself slipping into those comparison mindsets to, because it's very easy for me to tell because I start, you know, feeling more anxious or less satisfied with where I'm at and ungrateful too for where I'm at. So I call out thoughts and I recognize that, um, this type of mindset isn't working. And so I, I say, listen, this is where I'm at. This is what I want in my life. This is what um, brings me happiness. And my someone else's success and happiness does not infringe on mine. It really doesn't. Right. Um, and, and so kind of recognizing that and expressing... So I guess, yeah, making sure that I know what I want for myself and not just, oh, I don't have what this person has or I'm not where this person is at. Yeah. So calling that out has helped um, shift my mindset so that it doesn't go back to that place as often. Yeah. And then secondarily, I do think that having plans is helpful. Um, that's something I can do more of, to be honest. Having like uh, written out goals of like things that I want to develop. Um, but long, I, I mean, um, sort of day to day, it has a, it has been more fluid and yeah, um, and just. Maybe trying just to calling those those thoughts out. Yeah, you know, calling one them by thoughts one. out is a is a big process, and also just taking more time to focus on my studies was a change that I made. Yeah, to try to you know give my all into my studies and reevaluate and reevaluate and um, yeah. So a lot of it has been internal, but I do think that part of it it would be beneficial to put it out on paper and stuff. Yeah, yeah. and uh, earlier you sort of um, you mentioned how this sort of shift has impacted some of those other relationships where you've been prioritizing, you know, relationships with your family and and friends and stuff like that. Do you feel like when you had a different idea of success, that comparative idea of success, how do you think that maybe had a negative impact on some of those interpersonal relationships? Yeah, I think it carries over. Um, Like I was saying before, you either become prideful or self-conscious. And I think unintentionally often if I'm always in the mindset of, you know, my classmate is performing better or this person is amazing at like summer sales, like they already million millionaire, you know, like, 
we have a cousin who's like a baller <laughs> at summer sales and like i see posts on social media and I'm like that'd be so nice to have that money right now yeah so like things like that um if i'm always thinking in that mindset and then i call my brother and i'm ahead of him in school or let's say in the future i'm making more money then it's like oh i'm better than him because yeah. he's in a worse spot in his career or um or anything like that like i don't want to be thinking like that and so yeah. i think in the past, it has been a lot of um, referencing where I'm at to other people, you know, and just trying to pit myself against them and feel better about where I'm at. And that's not that's not beneficial either way. Um, and so I, I would say that's a negative impact. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because, you know, there there's going to be pros and cons of every of any type of relationship, you yeah. know, and. And you seeing the change and the shift of, of how you perceive success has been honestly fascinating to see sort of that growth. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think this recent shift has, has been great. You've, you've talked about it. We've talked about it. And I, I'm curious, you know, moving forward, where's the growth here? Because I, I feel like in order to have a healthy relationship, interpersonal or not, you know, yeah. there is growth. There needs to be a future. There needs to be some thing else and mm-hmm. so where what is success in a relationship with success mm, that's interesting <laughs> i i think that a successful relationship with success looks like pursuing your um innermost passions and desires in, and what is that for you for me um it's it's physical growth. Um, yeah. It's, You're big into physicality. I mean, yeah, I'm jacked out of my mind. <laughs> I'm really not. Um, no, I think a big part of it, yeah, is pursuing, you know, physical growth. I think yeah. that that helps bring me so much satisfaction. Yeah. And I just, and it shows for me, like, gratitude for my body because a yeah. lot of people aren't blessed with, like, the ability with to... stunning to, looks to, like with you. stunning looks, <laughs> drop-dead gorgeous hair. Uh, so I think that's one definition but being happy for other people's success i think is a really good mark and not forcing yourself to be happy but yeah like just genuinely being happy for their success i think that is a successful marker um and i think another thing is um being able to evolve your life plan based on what what's you know calling you per se so how have you done that how have you yeah. evolved your life plan yeah i think like a big thing recently is not because I'm trying to figure out what I want, what specialty I want to do. Yeah. Um, and I think I've come to the realization that I want something that prioritizes freedom and time so that I can spend it with family that I can pursue interests outside of medicine. And, and that is a shift from the, you know, the old framework of, um, the most competitive specialty. I gotta be the top of my class I still want to perform well. I still want to do well as a person and for myself, but the the necessity to outperform people yeah. and your priorities shifted. Yeah, they've shifted, and I I think um, being true to your values too is um, like an integrity is a big thing about success. Um, t- trying to take shortcuts, it isn't really um, success in it in its own right, and so um, I I would say successful relationship with success is being true to who you are, what's calling you. And, um, and for me that has been 
shifting my priorities yeah and um trying to be happy for people's own success and um not minimize or delegitimize anyone else's pathway to their own success yeah basically just honoring everyone's path and trying yeah. to honor mine as well and that um just because you're not the best doesn't mean you can't enjoy something yeah um and what you do has meaning because it's you who's doing it and it's you who's creating that life for yourself. Yeah. I love that. I, you know, as we come here to the end of end of our time, you know, I love this sort of shift. And and I think something that you'd already talked about and I just want to highlight is that that shift didn't really come till recently when you didn't perform, right? Exactly. You talked about how there was that time where you looked and like I expected you know, to do well in this class, yeah. I didn't. And I think that's hard for a lot of people when they get into a relationship with either a person or a hobby, when they don't perform, a lot of people give up yeah. or, or they turn back and they say, where did I go wrong? Where did I go wrong? But I love how you took that and you moved on, you moved forward. You know, when it, when it comes to a relationship with another person, you get in yeah. a fight, you talk about it, you analyze it. And you grow and move on. And, and I've seen that. And that's why, in my opinion, you know, your relationship with success with success is as legitimate as any other relationship. Mm-hmm. Learning to take those pitfalls and those struggles and growing and changing and evolving that relationship into something more. Um, so thank you again, Parker, yeah. for coming here on Humans with Hans, world-renowned podcast. World-renowned. Uh, you know, I bet our listeners loved it. Um, super interesting to sort of get to know you a little bit better and for you to share your process and, and your your life has been really good. Um, listeners, thank you all for tuning in. Make sure to share and rate and do all that good stuff to make sure the world hears what I have to say. And donate to Haunts to keep the, <laughs> to keep the podcast running. You know, it's, hey, it's not... It, it's not free, I will it's say. It's not free. What's your, what's your Venmo, Hans, for any <laughs> you know, valuable my, listeners? My, you know, if a listener wanted to contribute and participate in this world-renowned podcast, they could Venmo me happy dash, or Hans dot dash Harrison. Excellent. And, yeah. I, I think be Venmoing. The picture is me in a field of flowers. Excellent. So, you know. That's perfect. <laughs> But anyways, thank you again, listeners, for tuning in to this episode of Humans with Hans. Mm -hmm.